broadcasting from high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah. This is KZMU News. I'm Emily Ernson. On the program today, we have the weekly newsreel, where we check in with reporters on their latest stories from the Moab area. Today, we cover domestic violence in Grand County, which has the highest number of cases per capita in the state. We also discuss a new report that found that short-term rental profits in Moab nearly doubled during the pandemic. And we finish off with a story about the recent fatality on Highway 191. Doug McMurdo, editor of the Times Independent, starts off with a report about domestic violence across the state. As Moab evolves, it's starting to reflect the state as a whole more often, and domestic violence is uh, certainly um, a testament to that. The, uh, this story is a Tribune story, um, but it does have a Moab angle. They spoke to uh, Andy, uh, Abby Taylor at uh, Seek Haven, the executive director of Seek Haven, and how they are struggling um, in all facets, but especially providing rooms, uh, a place to stay, a safe place to stay for victims of domestic violence. Uh, it's often... Um, uh, a parent and children. Uh, sometimes it's just uh, a spouse, uh, a significant other. Uh, domestic violence is clearly, um, other than the methamphetamine use, I think domestic violence is probably our number two um, cause for police officers and deputies to respond mm-hmm. uh, to calls in smaller places like Moab. Uh, we just don't have the resources to put people up. And if we did have the money to put them up, we don't have a room. Mm-hmm. to put them up in. Um, Abby yeah. Taylor, Seek Haven, is working closely with um, the hotels and motels in town, with law enforcement. They're doing everything that they can, but where they're at right now in terms of uh, funding and what they can afford to do is um, not sustainable. Yeah, it seems like there's a big capacity issue with some of these shelters. We're talking about Seek Haven and Moab. Have domestic violence cases gone up in the past couple of years, or like why are these capacity issues coming up now? Well, There's two things there. Um, Domestic violence is more likely to be reported in a smaller community, and it's also less likely to be dismissed along the Wasatch Front. They have a lot of cases. They have a lot of domestic violence cases, and they have a lot more crime to begin with. So a lot of those charges are getting dismissed. Um, Stephen Strzok, our county attorney, he's not inclined to dismiss those charges because, number one, we, they had the bandwidth to prosecute and, and give it, you know, their 100 percent. And he's <laughs> he's doing his best to uh, get the message out there that, you know, domestic violence isn't going to fly mm-hmm. in Grand County. Um, so I guess my question is, um, is Seek Haven having these capacity issues just because people now or maybe in the past couple of years are more likely to seek help for domestic violence situations? Like, is that what's going on? Is I that think, why there's more people? I think there are more people. And I think that for whatever reason, Grand County is uh, per capita, um, the highest in the state oh, wow. for domestic violence. Did the reporter, this is Kay Sophie Will and Eric Peterson, did they give any... Um, reasoning for that, does it say? I, I just think it has to do with proactive law enforcement. Okay. And as I said earlier, uh, a county attorney who is okay. willing to let these things slide. I see. Okay, so there are a lot of cases here, but maybe there are a lot of cases because those cases aren't being dismissed yes. the way I they are across yeah, the state. I, okay. I, I don't think that people are um, beating on each other uh, at a, a greater degree okay, in see. Moab mm-hmm. as they are anywhere else. It's just that they're paying more attention 
to it. I know that law enforcement, both deputies and police officers, have been um, training for both for both of those departments has gone up exponentially in the last couple of years. Okay. So they're a lot more aware of um, you know trauma informed law enforcement. They're they're treating uh, victims and perpetrators uh, a, a whole lot different. Um, yeah, it seems like Sea Caven is trying to expand their capacity. You mentioned that they were trying to work with some hotels to mm-hmm. provide more rooms for people in the community. Um, yeah, can you talk a little bit more about that or well, anything I'm, else? Yeah, and I'm glad that's a good question. I'm glad that you bring that up because a lot of the uh, uh, hotel and motel operators uh, are are willing. Um, they're they're eager to help and do their part to uh, to provide a, a safe place for for these people that you know the, the victims. Um, was there anything else you wanted to mention about this story that I didn't ask you about? Mm, no. Okay. Uh, what else happened this week that you want to tell us about? Um, Sophia Fisher did a story. It's a sidebar. Another tribu- Tribune story is how, uh, uh, quote-unquote, horribly imbalanced uh, the short-term rentals are and how they um, affect uh, tourism towns like Moab. Um, Moab because the county and the city both put in moratoriums a couple of years ago to uh, to get a handle on overnight rentals, we've we're not as bad as elsewhere in Utah, especially along the Wasatch Front. But we still have a, uh, a big imbalance on how many people are uh, renting out Airbnbs and uh, just offering up their homes for for a place for a tourist to stay. Yeah. And um, can you give us some context about why this is maybe bad for a small housing economy? Yeah. Housing. It's all about housing stock. If uh, if a home is being used uh, for a tourist, and that means it's not going to be on the market for a buyer, somebody is going to live there full time. And, uh, um, you know, you make a lot more money renting it out as you than you would uh, owning it. Yeah, just to give people some context, um, Sophia writes that between 2019 and 2022, there was an increase in short-term rental profits from $25,000 to over $60,000 per unit. Per unit. Per year. Yeah. yeah. But um, Does it say whether or not short-term rental profits are higher now than they were before the pandemic? Uh, 2023 was a huge drop-off. Okay. 2022 was a big year but it's not i think a lot of people are looking like 2023 is is um the signal but i think 2021 2020 2022 were the anomaly because more people were coming to to see arches and and canyon lands Mm. um, because that's what was available to them okay so you know this has been a an issue for the county and the city even before the pandemic when we saw this huge um, uptick in overnight or right. sorry, short-term rentals. Right. Um, and now that things are kind of tapering off again, are people in the community, you know, business owners, short-term rental owners criticizing the county? Like, oh, now that it's gone sort of back to normal or back to baseline, can't we start advertising this again? Or can you start yeah, approving it again? A lot of the, uh, the county did get a lot of grief. Um, and I think they did their best and sort of the city for that matter. Um, and I think that they did their best to explain um, this is what's going on, and uh, for the for the city anyway. I cover the city. Um, they uh, they believe that an education campaign 
uh, for business owners on what's really happening uh, is probably necessary. So we can, if we can identify the problem, we can address it. Mm-hmm. If if it's all of these different things, and no one thing, you know, what do you do? You just twiddle your thumbs. You yeah. Just, all right. I think we can maybe move on from that. But yeah, what else did you report on this week that you want to talk about? We had a tragedy. A big tragedy. Um, two people died, in, including um, Annie Ralph. She was the uh, director of nursing at Moab Regional Hospital. She perished uh, on February 6th. Her son, 12-year-old son, was uh, critically injured. He's doing better now, thank goodness. And it also took the, the life of um, uh, Martine Espinosa. Um, Who is the, the other driver. The other driver in the, in the vehicle. Um, Martine, for whatever reason, nobody nobody knows, probably never will know, crossed the center line into um, Annie's path. Mm-hmm. And uh, she died at the scene. And uh, within hours, uh, Jen Sadoff, the CEO of Moab Regional Hospital, uh, she just uh, posted this um, heartbreaking post on social media about, you know, how devastated she was over losing uh, her friend and co-worker. And I spoke to her um, Monday morning. Um, I wanted to give her the weekend to you know, just get a little bit more stable. Um, And uh, she gave me a great interview, and it just reminded me of um, how it's different in a small town, Uh, these type of uh, incidents. It it affects everyone. I haven't talked to anyone that doesn't know about this. Um, And everybody is hurt. You know, people that, uh, there's so many tentacles out there. There's people at the middle school that know the sun. Um, there's people that know Ralph. There's people who know Ralph's other children. Uh, there's people who know we're at the hospital. Her mother works at the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about who she was? Well, I do know that she was named uh, Utah's Emergency Nurse of the Year in 2019. And uh, Jen Sadoff and um, I believe uh, uh, Darcy uh, Miller, uh, they went up to Salt Lake to receive the award, and when they got back, there was an ambulance waiting, or not a, a fire engine waiting for um, uh, Miss Ralph at what used to be the Denny's coming into town, and uh, she got to ride on the fire engine like students do when they win the championship or uh, do something really great. And she did not want to uh, mm-hmm. uh, get in that ambulance, but she mm-hmm. did because she was a sport. She had a cape and a tiara. Um, I did. I, I remember I've written about her children before, um, uh, and, and they're great kids. You know, she was obviously a great mom, um, and uh, uh, she, her office was three doors down from Jen, so they worked very closely together. Uh, the quote from Jen was, um, "We didn't always agree, but we always listened to each other." You know, she just uh, she had an impact um, on people at the hospital, and clearly. Um, she was a mother and a wife and, and all of those things that uh, that make us a person. Yeah, huge loss for the community. I see also that Martin Espinoza was a Moab local. Do you know anything about him? You, you know, I, I know that uh, based on what I read in his obituary, which is also in today's paper, um, he was a father of four, uh, lived in Moab um, for years, and he sounds like a, a great guy. We I, I haven't talked to anybody who knew him personally but I get the sense that he was well-loved hmm. yeah. by, by family and friends. Yeah, huge tragedy, and it just sort of brings to mind all of the other accidents that have happened on 191. You know, I don't, I mean, I just 
so dangerous. And I feel like this happens all the time. And well, I don't know, it's a huge concern of mine. It's There's one way in and out of town. And basically, we have a two-lane interstate highway running through Moab. You know, and there, and there have been. We've had more than our fair share of these tragedies. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like multiple times a year mm-hmm. I sit with you or Sophia and we talk about these tragic deaths that happen on the main road in mm-hmm. Moab. And I mean, for me, I wonder if like if the city or the county has any intention of making that road safer because it's, yeah, really unsafe. It, it's, it would be up to uh, UDOT and, yeah, and the true. legislature to the fund state. that. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's been proposed before to sort of reroute the main road through Moab and it hasn't gone anywhere. But is there any conversation right now? Obviously, this would be a UDOT decision, but, you know, just to make the main road more safe in town. Is there any conversation? The Moab City Council last year or the year before specifically removed a bypass from its um, capital projects plan, its five-year capital project plan. Um, I I think they've given up on, there's no way to engineer one now Mm -hmm. because we've grown too much. There was a big push to do it back in the the 90s and uh, downtown businesses shot it down. I will say that UDOT, you know, I don't believe they ignore us. They're they're getting ready to. They've they've made 191 from north of Moab to Interstate 70 a lot safer yeah. just in the five years that I've been here. Yeah. And they're uh, they just started improving uh, the highway um, for the the four mile stretch fronting um, Utah Raptor State Park. Right. Gonna, By expanding the yeah, they're going to the make lanes. it wider yeah. and put in turn lanes, mm-hmm. uh, acceleration lanes, deceleration lanes, which will make it a lot safer for people. Doug McMurdo, editor of the Times Independent. Find more stories at MoabTimes.com. And that's it for the weekly newsreel. You can find the pieces that were mentioned today in the show notes on our website, kzmu.org, or wherever you listen to the KZMU News Podcast. As always, thanks for tuning in and supporting KZMU, community-powered radio.